Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. It is not often that I get to interview my really good friends. And in this case, it's kind of like a sister from another mother. <laughs> we do, we, we have, we have grown a very strong relationship. I would call her, gosh, so many different things, some inappropriate, some very appropriate, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, she has grown a real estate business that is the, the, the hub is in Atlanta. We're going to talk about that today. She's growing all over the country. She's doing some amazing things. She is getting award after award after award. I keep seeing her on social media. I was just asking her about that off the air. She's now a part of another platform called Closing the Gap, which we're also going to talk about today. She is an inspiration to the real estate industry. She's an inspiration to me. She's going to be an inspiration to you. Cherie Benjamin, welcome to the show. Hey, you doing, Fitzer? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I usually I'm gonna like have you do my intros everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of practice. This, well, and I know you, and I know you really, really well. And um, you know, so when I when I when I started to say to describe you, we've had so many. I don't know how to describe maybe intimate conversations, deep conversations, yeah. not intimate in an appropriate, inappropriate way, d- deep conversations. And, and so there's so many things I could describe you as, because, you know, there's times when like, literally you're, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm your big brother. And sometimes you're my big sister. Like you're slapping yeah. me like Fitzer. What did, what did you just say? And, <laughs> and so anyways, it's, it's, it's a great relationship. You're doing some amazing things. I'm, I'm proud to be a, a part of your life and in your life. And uh, so let's talk about it. So I think some of our listeners probably know who you are, but if they don't, who the hell are you? And, <laughs> and what kind of, what, what led you to where you are today, you know, with, with village premiere and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so Sheree Benjamin, and I'm just a gal out here working my tail off every day, like a lot of your listeners are. Um, I do own a brokerage. Our headquarters is out of Atlanta. Um, We've got right around 400 agents. Uh, We are in the state of Georgia, in Florida, Maryland, D.C., and Virginia, and we are in the midst of expansion right now. Isn't the word expansion so fun? It's like the new sexy word, isn't it? I feel like in the last two years, like the word expansion has like grown so much, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's probably my main job. (laughs) Just like you, I've got eight of them, but that's the main one. (laughs) I love it. And so, you know, you, so how long have you been in business? How long has Village been around? Well, Village has actually been around for a really long time. Well, really long time in Hollywood standards. Uh, since 2001 is, is when it was founded. So it's been around for a long time. It really didn't start taking off until 2014. I was their very first agent that they hired. So it's, it's a little something how village and Cherie came to morph together. And came mm-hmm. to And so you are mentioned this expansion, which it's funny because you're right over the last couple of years, but I think what a lot of people aren't realizing is over the next couple of years, you're going to see a lot of contraction. 
Yeah. Uh, there's going to, and, and especially in the mortgage business and, and um, there's going, it's going to happen in the real estate business because everybody got in because they had time because they were stuck at home because they saw deals, you know, they were just plentiful and they're not right now. And so it's going to cause contraction. So the fact that you are expanding in this time is actually going to become more unique than I think you're going to give yourself credit. <laughs> I don't give I, myself credit for anything. You already know that. Well, I, I will, I, I will give you credit. <laughs> so as, as a, as a leader, what, what do you attribute that to? Like what's happening? What are you doing? What do you feel like is, is your secret sauce if you're willing to share? No, I'm not telling you that. It's like, where's my Bush's baked bean dog over here? That's what I'm supposed to have, right? Now, seriously, I think that one of the most, I think the, the unique thing is, I can't put my finger on it. I'm just going to be honest with you. I am a nurturer by trait. However, I am a, keep my foot on your neck also. That's just the military in me that will never go away. And a lot of that, attributes to my mindset is that every agent that I come across is a new leader or a current leader. You know, if they're just entering into the market, you are a leader. And that's the mindset that you have to have going in. This is a business. This isn't just a, we're slinging houses out here and walking in and out of big, pretty houses, you know, and, mm -hmm. and all of that, this is a business that you're growing. Your vendors are your partners different word from your vendors. So we don't have people treating their lenders. A deal blows up and it's the worst lender in the planet. Don't ever use this company. All that jumbo that I hear out there. It's a lot of stuff that I think that as you grow your mindset and everything around leaders, that's what I'm really invested in is growing leaders in the industry. I love that. I, I want to go back to what you just said, because uh, our, our industry is very old school and there's a lot of old school leaders teaching new school agents the wrong way, uh, the old school way. And what you just said was treating your vendors. And as a lender, I can, I can appreciate and understand that, but that that's not just lending it's title. It's insurance, no, it's everything. It's inspectors, it's appraisals, it's everything. It's everything. Yep. And so I love that mentality. And I hope people that are listening to this, whether you're in a leadership role or you are an agent with a team, you're hearing this, uh, expand on that a little bit. And, and, and why? Because the old school mindset was, well, we're the top of the food chain. So the way I'm going to, I'm the way I'm going to describe it is I'm going to just shit on everybody. And you're going to do as I say, because I am the top of the food chain, which is a bunch of crap. Yeah. But, uh, you know, from your perspective, explain that explain why you feel like that is a, a playing a big contrib you know a contributing factor in your growth and the cultural mindset of your group yeah i mean it's first off we're all humans <laughs> let's just start there right mm -hmm. we're all humans i don't play too well in the dictatorship and what i say goes final ass ah, kiss the ring type of mentality. That's what I heard you say was the kiss the ring mentality. And you're correct. I do hear a lot of that. I've been in the, I've been an agent for 20 years. Well, baby, I've been an agent for 22. I'm not kissing your ring. Let's understand this. You know, there's a lot to this. So it's a partnership. Everyone is trying to get to the closing table, your escrow company, your title company, your lenders, guess when they get paid. Yeah. When the sucker closes. Yeah. So a lot of times, um, and I think I have a unique perception on it just because I have my lending license or I've had my lending license and then I still currently have my insurance license. So I kind of understand it a little bit more from the different ends 
of it by sitting in those seats. Um, and every LO that I talk to feels like that agent made too much money when they see the commission that's on the settlement statement and then they equate that to what they get paid. Obviously, most LOs are W-2 nowadays, but they equate that to what they get paid. And some of the things they don't realize is, of course, there's taxes and all that mumbo jumbo and splits with brokers and yada, 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 right? That makes things equal. What they don't get sometimes is that I might have worked with those people for three years to get them to that point. I met them three years ago. I've been shaking hands and kissing babies for a very long time to get them to the closing table. On the other side of that, what the agent doesn't realize is just like I said, one, the LO doesn't get paid until it closes Two, a lot of the times it's your buyer's fault as to why there is a delay. The buyer didn't say something or there was something that popped up or heck they didn't get their docs in in time. Most of the time, that's what happens. A lot of time, it's not the LO as to why you have to have an extension. And most LOs have to walk a fine line in not disclosing, you know, private information when they're talking to the agents. So they tiptoe on that line. And most agents are like, well, you're not telling me. Tell me exactly what it is. Tell me, tell me, tell me. We want to know so much. And those LOs are walking a fine line. And a lot of times I hear that to the agents that what they're saying is not good enough. So to their perception, this LO is not working hard enough. Yeah, that's not the truth. It's not the truth. A lot of times what they're doing is they're covering your client's butt. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I love all of this. And, and by the way, I will mention, I, I think part of your understanding of this comes from your background because you actually were in the lending world eons ago. Um, and so you can I'm have not that old, Spitzer. Jesus. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you were poking fun at all the grays on my face. So uh, I, I know how old you are. The gray in that hat right now. You just, it's a flow. <laughs> You're coordinated. But, but, but in all seriousness, it's, 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 it, 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 because I think that is the reaction of agents and part. And to me, part of the problem is, is that there's too many agents in our industry that, that their life revolves and hinges on that paycheck. They don't have enough deals going on and it hinges on that paycheck. Emotions get involved and all of a sudden they just want to start slinging mud. And, and I do believe, and I, I love that we're talking about this, this wasn't our intent, that as an agent, if, because I, I will say this, not all, not all LOs are great. Not all those are even, all those are good and the same for agents. And so you do need to find one with the right mindset. And clearly, you know, you're good at that. You're good at finding the right people that, that can, that can have that partnership mentality because that is the key. But I believe for coming from an LO's perspective, like you say, when, when shit does hit the fan and it's usually not the LO's fault, you know, humans do make errors that happens, but usually it is the fact that, the borrower took too long. The borrower forgot to tell them about something. They intentionally didn't tell them something. The seller, something here. The, the property, something here. Yep. And the appraisal is delayed. Yada, yada, yada. Right. And everybody so forgets. Everybody forgets we're writing a check for two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and for them, it's like, what? what is your problem? Just sign the document. And it's like, would you write a check <laughs> if you had a question about these people that they pay it back? So, so as an agent is looking for a lender partnership, so this is a twofold question. If I'm looking for a great partner or I'm a team lead wanting to partner with a lending company, what's the criteria that you would advise they look for? You coach people. What do you tell people? 
first, first for me, it's an alignment. There has to be an alignment. And I mean the alignment of the person, the human. Like I strip away a lot of things because a solid relationship, I know I need to know that you have integrity. I need to know that we are aligned. We don't have to be best friends and pushing each other on the swing set. Um, but I do need to understand who you are, what you're doing it for. I'm serious. I, I want to know, do you got kids to feed? Are you partying every night? You know, what's, what's, who are you? Because it's a direct reflection of me. So when I'm talking to my clients and I send someone to you and you're a total douche, no, I can't do that. If you're a douche when we're at, when we're out, you know, just hanging around each other, I'm never sending my clients to you. I absolutely will not. So there's parts of that. There's the, the human, what I call the human aspect of that. And then I always like give them a shot. Let's give them a shot. I call it my beta testing. I'll beta test you. And my beta testing isn't always now I'm not going to give you the crap. You know, I can't stand that. That's what everybody oh, does. That's what everybody what do. does. Yeah. I'm going to throw it and see if it sticks. You know, no, don't do that. I'm just going to give you a regular deal. Give you a couple of regular deals. That's it. I'm not going to give you the stuff that eight lenders have said no to and then judge you based upon whether or not you can pull some strings to get it done. This is what I understand. Alone is alone is alone is alone. Flat out. Every company that I've come across has some of the same similar things. Mm -hmm. They do tend to have a little niche here and a little niche there that might, if I look at three companies, they might all three have a different niche, but then there might be some similarities in those niches too. But they all can do. If I bring you someone and they've got a 780 credit score and they're putting 20% down and they've got you know, two years worth of the payment in the bank, everybody's closing that. Now we're just doing a rate shop at that point, but everybody's closing that. And FYI, don't do that to people. Don't rate shop them. Like that's like the worst of the worst of the worst. And it's like, what are you, you're going to have someone move from one lender to the other for an eighth. Does that make sense? They've been working with this lender for six months this sure. lender's gotten through, gone through so many different hoops to get them where they are. And we're talking about an eighth of a difference. An eighth of a difference as to whether or not you get into the closing table with no headache or you're getting to the closing table, possibly at some point you might close. Yeah, eh, eh, It ain't happening for me. It's not. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. And would I do that? I absolutely would and have on every home that I bought. And I've owned several of them, including my own personal house. You know, I had in my mind and I know what I was offered. I did a refinance of my own personal house. And I had someone that offered me about an eighth less than where my refinance ended up happening. I didn't go over there to that. All you're doing is fishing for business. I know what you're doing. Send me your loan estimate so I can beat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's that that's that sign that's that telltale mm-hmm. sign i'm not sending you crap tell me what it is there we go and then let's get rocking from there so it, it's a this is a great perspective to share because it's and and i always will twist it back when when i have a good relationship with a real estate agent i will i will say to them it's like what you're doing is very hypocritical if you're advising your client to shop because what happens if your lender or your title rep or somebody else said, hey, you might want to talk to this other agent who's a discount broker and they'll mm-hmm. sell your house for 1%, 2%, 3%. Or as a buyer, they'll go ahead and give you some of their commission back. Yes. yes. How pissed would you be? And you know, as a real estate agent, how much effort and time and 
hours and miles that you've clocked showing these homes and doing whatever you've done. And, and I think, I don't know, I, I, that's why it was refreshing when you and I got together and, and got to meet each other. It's like your, your mindset, your attitude's refreshing. It's what the industry needs more of. And I hope there's people listening to this today that, that smack themselves in the face and say, damn it. I don't know why I didn't think of it that way because yeah. we are all humans. We're all in it for the same goal. No lender is intentionally pausing your deal because they don't get, unless you're working with a bank and they probably just don't care as much. Yeah, that's a that's fact. A that's a difference. But but other than that, you're all in it together. And it's same with title and same with insurance and same with all of these, th these things. So mm -hmm. I love it. I don't want to spend too much time on that. I, I hope that shifts some mindsets. And listen, you're a real estate agent. And, and you want to go deeper on that until I'll give you how to connect with Sheree after this, after we're done here. I do want to spend some time talking about the things you're doing. So, you know, we mentioned the growth and, and I think a lot of it does go back to your mentality because it is refreshing. And I think people appreciate that, but it also is some of these things that you're doing, like being involved with closing the gap. Uh, so can you tell us what that is? Yeah, that about? actually happened a little bit by chance. Um, I have an agent of mine that had whose cousin is one of the panel speakers in their first episode or their first event that they were throwing happened to be in Atlanta. And it is with a sister company. I call all my all the, the broker owners out there that are indie, you're either my brother or my sister, because we're all in this together, you know? Mm -hmm. So a sister brokerage called Cole Realty Group uh, started this with, actually it's with Zillow. So hmm, isn't that something a lot of people don't realize that, that, that the uh, panel speaker is actually a Zillow coach. So and by us being the, the largest, uh, gosh, hold on, Jeff, let me get all my hash, my slashes together, because, you know, I can't stand them. But yeah. all right. The largest female minority veteran, I guess I check all three boxes, owned uh, brokerage in the state of Georgia. We were or I was invited uh, to be on that panel. Now, what closing the gap is, it's about closing that generational gap that's there. Most people don't didn't know that back, well, until I believe it's around the 60s or so, maybe even later than that, 70s, 80s. Um, if you were Black, you were not allowed to be a realtor. So there's a long, there's a lot of a distance of an education that's not there. You know, and some people might think, well, I didn't get my real estate license until I was 20, you know, and that was in 2020 or, or 22,000. Nah, there is a difference. You know, we're talking about a lot of years of that education not even being allowed to happen to your parents and your grandparents and just keep it going if you ever, if you really take a good look at it. So what it's doing is, one, it's a podcast, uh, myself, Valen Cole, who is my sister broker owner of Cole Realty Group, um, Sherelle Rosado, who has a lower realty down in, I think she's Miami and Tampa. And um, she's also on Selling Tampa, which is a Netflix show. And then Ron Hutchinson, who is 
the Zillow coach and a host of other um, top producers um, in their space. It's a traveling um, mastermind. And then it's also a podcast. Um, We had our first one back in, well, actually a few weeks ago was our first one uh, in this March uh, in Atlanta. The next one will be, and then we just filmed that podcast last week. And the next one is going to be in Tampa and we're projecting that for September. So what is, so give me an example. You just, you just recorded one. What are you guys talking about? Like, what is, what is this all about? I mean, obviously it's, 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 it's got something to do with the, the struggles, right? But, but well, no, actually we don't even harp on the struggles. So the struggles are in the past and that's in the rear view mirror. What we're looking at is what's happening now. How do we get that education there now? And some of it is this representation matters. You need to see someone that looks like you achieving what you didn't think or your head couldn't wrap around that someone like you can achieve. You know, we, I think it's less than 5% of agents are black and brown in the entire United States. Really? 5%. Really? Less than 5%. That's a very small number. So having someone, so for me, it's, I guess I'm on the the, uh, owner side of it. Can you own and can you grow? Can you own and grow and scale? You know, what's that limiting belief that's been in your head, you know, and finding the community and being able to recruit and drawing agents to you. And then we have those agents that are producing, you know, that have teams that are producing $150 million in volume and, and all of that. Can you do that? Can you see yourself doing that? Yes, you can. You know, and we have agents that are $75 million to $100 million solo agents in production that are doing this with us. Can you see that happening? Yes, it can happen. And this is how. So that's what it is. It's not just from the indie broker side. It goes all the way down to, I just got my license. Now what? When you say, I have a question, when you say, and I don't want to assume everybody is is, is ignorant as I am, but I'm going to ask it because you know me, I, I'm always wanting to learn and you're one of the people that teaches me. Uh, when you say black and brown, are you talking African-American? Does that include Hispanic? What, what yes, does that it include? Does. It oh. does. It does. But I do believe that the 5% is solely black. I will say that. But it does include Hispanic, Asian, Indian. Uh, all of from the above. All of the above. Less than 5%. I didn't know that you don't even think it because we're just so in it and we just keep going, you know, everything, everyone just keeps on going. You don't think it. So just think of being in the reverse, you know, in the rooms and you've stepped in plenty of rooms where you might be the only one that's there. I I was just going to say too. And I just recently learned because, you know, I was at the national association of real estate brokers and you were there. I didn't know this. Well, and I didn't know this. So I was the minority big time, which I embraced. I loved it. It was an honor to be there. Right. That they even asked me to come and speak. And, and first of all, I bet you most of the people listening don't even realize that the, People in the industry, because I didn't know this, you are a real estate agent. You're a realtor because you belong to NAR, but a realtor right. is not a real estate. It's, it's, it's a member of NAR. You're a realtist. Most people don't even know that exists yeah. if you're a member of NARAB. And it's, it's a, it was fascinating because Shantae sent me this stuff when, when she first asked me to speak. So at first, I want you to learn about the thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? I already know all this stuff. And I started reading. I'm like, holy shit. 
I didn't know any of this stuff. <laughs> yep. And, and it was, it was really cool. And, and I, I'm glad that we're talking about this because I do believe it's important. I think this is important. important. Less than 5%. That's, that's, why do you think that is? Is it because, is it still because something exists from the past or is it just because it's a lack of confidence from the black and brown community? What is it's it? It's not a lack of confidence because I will tell you this, the black and brown community are, are as a whole, we're very much optimistic and we're very, we're as a whole, we're a very forgiving group. It is, uh, some of it is access, but then you have to think, think about that, Jeff, you were at the real realtist, right? You were yeah. there. Yeah. That organization and when that organization started is when we were able to become realtors or mm-hmm. realtists. You know, we couldn't even hold the, that title there. So right. all of that lack of education, we just have a lot to catch up. There's a lot of catching up. And I thank you for going to that and embracing that and understanding that because I think that, you know, today, well, you know how I am. I see everybody as just a dang on human being and all this like other same. Crap. There's no color. Color doesn't, shouldn't it exist. Doesn't exist. That's why I love Bridgerton so much because that just goes away in that show. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I think it's just, we have to just bridge this. And the more that there's education and the more that people are open to receive, the faster we get past all of this stuff that's happening. And I don't like the stuff that's happening, dipping into our professional world, but it is the reality of it. You know, the, the politics behind things and not saying politics, meaning who you're checking off in the, in the booth, but the politics behind business, the politics behind real estate, it's money that's dealing with it. Where it's been allowed to go to is, um, has not been in, the black and brown communities. There hasn't been a lot of investment um, that's been there. So times are starting to change and I'm very optimistic about it, but we have to do something to close this. We can't just walk around and say, oh, I don't see color and that's just that. No, let's do some work in order to, to close this. I, and I think, and, and I'll speak for myself. I think it's a, it's ignorance. Uh, admittedly, I think I'm a pretty smart dude, but I was ignorant. And I think we, I think we kind of, it's not an intentional blind eye, but it just doesn't like, you don't know what you don't know because you don't, it, they don't educate this stuff when, when you're growing up, you know, I guess, unless you're, unless you're raised in the community, otherwise, you know, I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't even exist. I literally, and I had, there was one black person in my high school mm. and it's, and I went to a Lutheran school. It's not like it was a, you know, some old school Southern, it was nothing like that. I just, I, I, but you, you're, you're, you're not around it. So you don't think much of it. And honestly, you know, I always joke, I I have a lot of black friends and some of them are whiter than me, you know, and I joke (laughs) like that, you know what I mean? And that's how this guy was. And so it was always, we always used to joke with him and we were good friends and everything, but I, I I do believe, I, I don't know how important this stuff is because I don't know what I don't know, but that, that kind of pisses me off when I hear things like that. It pisses me off when I learn about real tists and that nobody freaking knows about it. And it pisses me off that less than 5%, I, I guess because I'm you know associated with you and we do so much together, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it because you don't practice it and you don't think about it because in your, in our world, I mean, if you take a step back, Jeff, and you think about it, think about our, actually, let's just go back to the event we first met at. There was, I was the only person Which one? that looks like me. The very closing, first time. closing table. There you go. It's, I was the only person that looks like me. 
That's Probably. very much how it is. If you if you just think back to all the rooms that we've walked in together sure, and all sure. the different conferences we've both spoken at and all of that, a lot of times there's maybe on you can count on one hand those that look like me. Yeah. So if you think about it, yeah, no, it's true. If someone actually takes the time to think about it and if you do go up to that person and, and talk to them, I will tell you this. I was at a, I spoke at a conference back in um in last, uh, what was it? September, I spoke at a conference and outside of myself and my mom came and uh, obviously Leonard wasn't too far, but he was only there kind of to record me when I did talk. Sure, um, sure. but I wanted my mom to experience it. And, uh, she, there was two other people in this room that looked like me and they happened to also just come from Atlanta. Huh, go figure. But <laughs> I was like, how does this happen? But there were two other people in the room that looked like me. And I will tell you this. I sat in the back of the room. They sat in the front of the room. I sat in the back of the room. So that has no significance on this story. Um, so I sat in the back of the room with my mom and my COO was there with us. And I had barely anyone really talk to me. The entire two days, the third day I spoke. On the third day after I spoke, everyone was my friend. Yeah. But while prior to when you didn't know who exactly I was, or even some of them did know who I was, but, you know, they were very clicky with their, you know, and you know me, I don't subscribe to that kind of uh, yeah. stuff. Great people, but it was just, you know, how you get sure. to these conferences. So Typical. I don't think it's very much on them, but they were, you know, they kind of. Everybody goes into their typical mm -hmm. real estate conference mm -hmm. uh, thing, but no one did. Besides, and even those that knew my name, hi, Cherie. Hey, how are you doing? Good seeing you. Hug. It's probably, probably intimidation because you're such a badass businesswoman. <laughs> Whatever, Joe. <Jeff. laughs> <laughs> no, but my mom said to me, the point is that my mom said to me, she said, I wouldn't have believed it if I wasn't there. Hmm. And because I told her, I forewarned her, I said, going in here. This and that was, and that was why you, you brought her, you wanted her to see that side. I want her to, no, I didn't want her to see that particular side. I actually just wanted her to see me speak. Uh, <laughs> that's why I brought her, but, and she's doing a lot more in the industry. So it's kind of like, I want you to get around agents. I want you to understand how we think, cause she's coming from corporate America. So there's a transition from corporate America to real estate world. Um, so that was my intention, but I did have to give her the, the fair warning of when we go in here, I want you to understand that there's there's not going to be a lot of people coming up to me like you think because she's so used to different environments that I have brought her to especially where yeah especially in, in the village where everyone kind of knows your name mm -hmm. type of thing that cheers thing happening she's yeah. used to a very different environment and so I had to forewarn her and let her know we're walking in here we're probably not going to have and my COs there who who looks like you and not like me and she said the same thing, you know, she was like, I cannot, like, this was totally, like, is this what it's like every time you go? <laughs> like, mm. a lot of times, yes. You know, I said, a lot of times this is, she's like, this, this just blows my mind. This blows my mind. But that is her taking herself out of her shoes and putting herself into mine because she was physically there, you know? And I don't want us to harp on this stuff, but the point is that 
there is a difference, you know, and the point is that we need to do what we can to close this. And the point is that it has not gone away. Um, we're faced with constant, it's still there. I almost say, I wish we, we could like pre-screen every real estate agent because it hurts my heart sometimes to see some of those when I, um, you know, when people get on their keyboard warriors and social media and then they really tell you how they feel about others. I really wish you could just pull their license. Like you should not be serving the public. You yeah. should serve your friends and only your friends and family. But if you're representing somebody on the other side or on the, actually you should only sail back and forth amongst your group. That's yeah. it. Like go into your cocoon. And I believe that for all people, whether it's race, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, if yeah. you can't live and accept human beings for human beings, then you should just stick into your own little bubble and you guys kind of stay over there. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So <clears throat> as, as it relates to this and somebody listening to this, who might feel similar to how I do, like you mentioned one thing, like, you know, when you go to these conferences, first of all, uh, have the, have more of a presence of, of what's around. Right. I think that's number one. Number two, you said, uh, you know, go approach and say hi. And, uh, is there anything else? Like, is there anything more to that or what can I someone think that, do? See, and this is what happens. I'll tell you. So I, I was, I just, uh, two weeks ago, friend of mine, actually, you know him too, Perry Belcher through a, um, and he's a big marketing guy. He's not so much into real estate, but he's very big when it comes to marketing and selling companies and flipping businesses, you know, for seven and eight figures consistently. That's his jam. He threw a uh, marketing um, event and it just so happened that uh, I loved it because it was so jacked up. But if you know Perry, of course, it's when I say jacked up, I mean jacked up with the races. Like it's all jacked up. Yeah. Everybody is everybody is everyone. But Perry's jacked up in a lot of ways and in, in a lot of good ways. <laughs> Sorry, He's Perry. hilarious. He's no, amazing. He is, he is hilarious, but you got to love his yes. humor in order yes. to get it. You got to have some thick <laughs> yeah. skin now. Yeah. So it's him. It was him and uh, Kevin, my real estate coach, are the ones who were throwing this together. And it was a fantastic, I mean, I my brain hurt. <laughs> Let's just say this. My brain hurt afterwards. Um, I brought my uh, director of marketing with me. That's another thing we talk about investing in leaders. I don't believe in whoring the information and I need to come back and sound like the smartest one in the room. Oh, that's so egotistical of people. Um, but I brought her with me. And what came from that is, I mean, so many other things and collectives and, and businesses are starting to form and we're all starting con to connect. And there's things that are that are happening that I'm now bringing into my real estate company because I got outside of real estate and I loved it. I just loved it. To me, that's the way it should be. Yeah, that's the way it should be. So I loved it. That's awesome. So what's next? Uh, you know, you're, you're continuing to expand. Uh, you're now involved with, with uh, this, with the closing the gap. And, and I know you've got your own stuff, your own things happening. You, you mentioned you, you're going to do a lot of events this year. What's, what's next? You know, what, what is next uh, in, in the mind and, and the goals and the visions of somebody like yourself? Yeah, I think for me, it is what we talked about a little bit earlier is that my biggest thing is that it's, it's an investment in leadership. You know, as you know, I grew a team. 
and the largest my team was was 46 uh, prior to me purchasing Village. So that's a that's another thing that's very unique for uh, someone uh, who looks like me to do is to go and purchase a company. But that is, I will tell you this, I always attribute that to uh, David Lightburn is who owned that company um, when I purchased it. He had several offers and he didn't want what Village was to get changed by going to some big box brand, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't want that to happen. And so I'm very honored that he approached me in reference to that. And we settled at terms and, you know, it was a few years ago, but we settled at terms. Um, and I purchased it from there. Now I'll tell you when I purchased it, then I had, uh, we had 118 agents, 48 of those were mine already that I had already recruited. Um, and then we quickly in the next 90 days went down to about 67 and I hadn't changed anything. The only thing that changed was ownership, but I didn't change a single solitary thing. Yeah, go figure. But you never know what that could be. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we can yeah. only assume as to what that might be. But then from there to grow it, I mean, that was 2019. October 2019. So right before COVID hit and in the midst of COVID is when I'm like, uh Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I just bought this company. And now six months later, the world shuts down. That was a lot to take on. Um, But then we we've grown it and I'm very proud of the work that we've put in. Um, We have a very uh, head down in GSD. There you go, Josh. We had a head down in the GSD type of a uh, mentality. And that's the type of mentality that um, I'm very big on, even for our, our agents. Do we have agents that are big on social media? Heck yeah, they do. They listen to Fitzer all the day. On time. You can't <laughs> help it. Uh, <laughs> but then we have those that are not. But it doesn't matter at the core of it. Just because you're all over social media doesn't mean that you don't have your head down and you're not working. That's a, right. that's something that I've heard a little snooty patootie agents say before. Oh, they're they're a social media agent. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're a marketer. That's no, what they right. are. That's they're great. marketing. That's what they are. They're not a social media agent. They are marketing. Uh, I've got I've got my thoughts on that. I'll save them for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's all work, no matter how you get it, as long as it gets done with high integrity with your client in mind the entire way. That's a big thing for me. It's the client in mind. A lot of people have commission breath, and we talked a little bit about that before, um, but it's still the client in mind. Where I am right now is that I was that agent. Um, I had a team of 46, and that's a lot to manage. I will tell you that. It's much easier for me to have a, a brokerage of 400 than a team of 46. Hmm. Why? It's all leverage. It's all about the leverage. It's all about the leverage. And at the brokerage level, that leverage looks differently in some aspects than what it does at the indie agent level. So for me, it's giving the teams access that they have not had before. That's a lot of what Village is doing. That's our investing in leaders. Um, the leaders that are out there killing it. You know, our, we've got people who are the first this and the first that, you know, when it comes down to our race, meaning mine, we have people who are who are not the first, but they're one of many. You know, it's this, this leadership of getting out there, getting yourselves involved, stepping outside of yourselves, having a servant heart. I believe that when you have a lot of wealth come to you, that wealth comes to you for you to be able to serve. I'm not saying you're going to give all your money away. No, absolutely not. Hmm. 
If you ever talk to Sheree, I'm a, I will squeeze a, what is it called? Squeeze the juice out of a turnip or something like that. I don't know. There's a bunch of, I'm a, a bunch budget of baby. I got five kids. Yeah. It's a budget over here, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, Leonard's um, got to be able to play golf. Stop it. Leonard has to be able to play golf and mama needs to be able to go on her on the boat on the water you know this hey stop telling our personal stuff there (laughs) (laughs) but it is it's it's all about the leverage and duplicating yourself and having that access there so for us what we do is and how village has been able to grow so much is that we are looking at i'm just trying to take away all the hard stuff it's almost like a done for you type of thing. You know, it's taking, stripping away all the hard stuff, the stuff that makes it to where this team of 48 or 46, I'm sorry, this team or this person who is, I've got a brokerage of 20 and I don't know how to scale this. And you know me, my brain is all, everything I do is about scale. My mm-hmm. brain automatically goes to scale, which some people don't know. And I always realize when I talk to people, if you don't talk to me about well, if you have a thousand agents or 5,000 agents, if you're not talking to me in those numbers and you're keeping it at where I am right now, we're not in the same wavelength. Yeah. You no, know, we're not on the same wavelength here. No, mm-mm, mm-hmm. not at all. My brain goes automatically to scale. Yeah. Automatically. And there's a lot of people that don't know how to do that. Yeah. And it's a question mark and they hire coaches and they hire trainers and they hire all that. And as you know, I'm a coach by nature. I think mm-hmm. that's just me in everything in life that I do, um, but I'm a coach. Maybe you just say a leader. I don't know. Cause that's what a coach is. Right. Agreed. So I'm a coach by nature and I'm just like strip away all those monthly fees and all of that other stuff. Let's just get into our getting it done and growth. Let's, that's good. Let's, let's let you sit in the zone of what you love and let us take care of all this other crap that you don't like to do. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Last question. If someone's listened to this saying, you know, I want to be like Sheree when I grow up, what's the one piece of advice that you would give to them? It's tough. That's a tough question. I know. Oh, wow. Sheree is a uh, geek at heart. Uh, (laughs) I am. People don't think that about me. Sheree is an extroverted introvert. So I'm Yep. Some people don't get that part about me either. Some people always say, no, she's not. I'm like, you see me in conference mode mm-hmm. where I have to go. And, and you, you and I are a lot alike. My wife says the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So, uh, so that's me, but I am an avid learner. I'm a, I'm a page turner. I'm an old school page turner with books and all of that. So I'm an avid learner um, and I'm an implementer. So that's another thing. So when you're learning things, are you implementing them? Or do you go to conferences and you write 30 pages of notes and you think it's so cool. So you put it on Facebook and you haven't implemented a single thing, but you let all your friends know that I went to this conference and it was so great. And I got 30 pages of notes. No, the real folks, Fitzer will attest this because we do this. Mm -hmm. When we are in spaces that we went there, we paid in order to learn, we are implementing instantly. What I learned that evening is happening. I mean, what I learned throughout that day is happening that evening. Now, I might need other pieces to it, but I'm starting it. And I'm not starting it to sit it there. You know, I attend conferences for, for a purpose. There's a purpose behind this when I go. Friend of mine who I used to coach her in a different coaching company. Then we became friends. Uh, she's actually an EXP agent. Um, but we are one of the things that I took away from her because 
the heck, what I love about coaching is that you learn so much just from the people that you coach, you mm-hmm. know? But one of the things back when she was at KW, she said that she goes to the KW conferences or the family reunions or whatever it is just to hand out her card. She doesn't even go to all the other sessions. She, I think at one point she had one year, she closed 46 referrals one year, 46 referrals. That's a lot. That is doing things intentional. So even if you don't have a lot that you're going to implement, you have to go there for a reason. There has to be a reason. If you're going there in order to learn, then the learning needs to be implemented or else you just wasted your time, your plane tickets, your entry fees, your everything. You must implement it. So that's a, that's one of the big things for me is that that has to happen. And I'm being, I'll be honest with you. It sounds cliche for me to say it, but I am a very humble person. I believe in, you know, everything that comes my way. It's, it's a lot of it is from head down type of work. And a lot of it, I don't even pay attention to certain things that people would consider accolades. I'm like, oh, I mean, thank you. Go back to work. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, my, that's my mentality because I'm not done yet. So it's that hunger that burns inside of me. You've got to have that. And you have to just jump sometimes. Step outside of that fear that you have that's there. You know, I... My biggest year in growth was from my New Year's resolution. I always make my New Year's resolution in October because that's a part of my business planning and my life planning and everything else. But one of those things was that I was willing to, for the next 12 months, get uncomfortable. What I meant by that was if I knew that it was good for me, but I I had that fear in my belly, I was not going to allow the fear to overcome. I was going to say yes. Because a lot of times what would happen is that I would make it up an excuse as to why I could say no. And that was easy to figure out a reason as to an excuse as to why I could say no, you know? And so I said to myself, I'm not going to do that. I am going to live in uncomfortability. Did mm-hmm. I just make that word up? That's a word. No, that's a word. Okay, great. <laughs> I was going to live in that zone. And that's what I did. And it was the biggest year that I had in reference to growth in reference to expansions in reference to everything. Um, I got uncomfortable just even in my relationship, you know, with my family and everything else. I faced things that were in my past that I was like, I'm never talking to that person. I'm not dealing with that. I'm not doing this, whatever it is. Now I started to, you do something, boom, it's coming right back at you. Not in a negative way, but you did something I didn't like. I'm going to call you and talk to you about it. You know, we're going to find a common ground. And what I learned is that I didn't like it, but a lot of the times that wasn't the intent. That was my perception of what took place, you know? So to bury those things in order to live a life of peace, you you know this, I don't deal in drama zone, you know, neither one of us, we don't have drama that kind of happens in our life, you know, on a day-to-day basis. And that's happiness and that's peace for me. So I get to love on my five kids. I get to love on my husband, love on my family, love on my agents, you know, and just be one thousand percent authentic to myself. And that's one thing I think that if I went all the way back, I would not allow someone else's limiting beliefs to take a hold of myself. Right. I would get used to being uncomfortable and live in that zone as long as it's good for me. Don't allow the fear to take over. 
And I would just continue to just walk into my own light and allow others to do the same. I'm a firm believer in adjusting everyone's crown, whether or not it's a queen or a king one, I don't care, but I'm a big believer in adjusting everyone's crown and helping to lift the next person up. You know, there's a saying that I do, it's it's an African proverb, it's called Mbutu. And that means I am because you are. That's tough, mm-hmm. right? To think about that. I am where I am because of where you are today. Give someone that that's giving them their flowers. That's also understanding, you know, that's the surface part. Give people their flowers, right? Diving deeper into that is very unselfish, very unselfish. If I continue to lift you up, then I'm going to get lifted just by the nature of your growth. That's what that means. That's that mindset, you know, behind it. You don't find a lot of humans that have that mindset, but that's what we have at Village. And that's what we look for as a tribe. I don't care about how many transactions a person did. Oh, you're a new agent. (laughs) Oh, you're, you know, you've done all this. Ooh, I'm scared of you. Oh, I could never recruit you. Whatever. I get down to the nitty gritty of the person. Is there a sharedness in this? Do you have that same similar mindset? Do you operate in integrity first? If so, okay, let's talk. The rest of the stuff, the transactions and all that stuff, that stuff comes. The growth, all that stuff comes, you know? But it's it's about mending this tribe of, of people that we have, you know? And I will tell you, we are probably 80 or 90% black or brown. And that sucks. Some people are like, oh, that's beautiful. If you are amongst the 80 or 90%. Mm-hmm. If you're not, then those that tend to join us are more allies. I would just say people who get it, who understand, who know what's happening, who look completely past that. I had a person who we thought was an ally who told us, who told my COO, you guys are a black brokerage. Mm. Oh, whoa, really? Mm. He was comfortable saying that because it was a white man talking to a white woman. You don't understand some things about this lady that you just said that to. She immediately called me and she said, he is an absolute no. And it was a big position that we were moving things around for. In order was, to- that, was that Emily? Yes. Emily is my COO. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She called me and she said, he is an absolute no. He's an absolute no. And I said, whoa. Okay. What made him an absolute no? And she told me that. I said, you are correct. He's an absolute no. Because that's what you see. That's what you see in reference to us. It's not what you should see. You should just see a brokerage and let's look at our, what our values are. Do we align based upon values and our mission and our core? Do we align based upon that? On the surface level, you would think that, you know, and this is a thing that politically you would think that he would align more with a black or brown company. Mm -mm, That's not the case. And I don't think he even understands what he said to her in that space, because that was more of like a subconscious thing, I think, that he said. Mm -hmm. But that also tells you that there's a lot of growth that that needs to be done, because I haven't looked at a company that I wanted to go to. And I said, oh, that's an all white brokerage. (laughs) That's most of them. That's most of them. Right. (laughs) That is. That's most of them. Diversity is beautiful. That's my thing. Diversity in all forms is beautiful. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. You know, I've lived in other countries by myself, you know, so I live, breathe everything when it comes down to that. I think that's a part of the human experience 
of this world um, is to get outside of yourself and embrace other cultures, embrace the diversity. And then there's so many things that you learn. Like there's so many stuff that I learned from my people and my peers that of other cultures. I'm like, oh, you do it like this? Oh, I want to do that too. How does village grow? I step outside of myself. Step outside of yourself. How are we doing certain things that we're doing that isn't quite happening? And I don't see a lot of brokerages doing. I'm not sharing some of my secrets now, Jeff, of what we're working on. But how are we doing that? I step outside of myself. I step outside of myself. When I look at myself, I step outside of the industry, the real estate industry as a whole, because I believe you learn so much from other industries. Um, And yeah, we rock it out. So there you go. That's me. I love it. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna summarize real quickly to the question, which was to me. This is what I took from it. Is there's three pieces. Um, one, surround yourself with bigger thinkers. Uh, yes. I, I know that's what she's done, and and that's that's big. Then consume and learn. That's extremely important. Like don't go in. The, like shut your mouth. Ask <laughs> questions and listen. Don't be an over talker. Listen. Learn. And then, and then, like you said, it's so critical and you're so right. It's a joke, but it's a real joke. When you walk away from these places, once you do, once you do the two things I just said, then walk away in the damn moment while you're still traveling and work on implementation, because it's the, it's what everybody fails at. And um, those are to me, the three biggest components. Sheree, um, I know you have secrets and I know people are going to want to connect with you and Sheree's not one to keep secrets, maybe just on this stage, but if you want to reach out to her, she's a share. How can they connect with you? What's the best way to connect with you? Um, Sheree Benjamin is my name on all my platforms, but Sheree is spelled C-H-E-R-I because a lot of people always want to yes, make me do. Sherry or you something are, else. You are Sherry to most people. And that's, right. <laughs> that's right. So, but Sheree Benjamin, you can at me on, you can find me on all social media platforms using that. Um, or if you wanted to just email me, it's Sheree at villagepremiere.com. And there's no E at the end of premiere. It's not a movie, um, but it's Village premier.com. Um, and that's how you can get to me. And I would love to talk to anyone. And you're right. I am a sharer. I don't hold back. This is kind of a unique, weird platform for me to do a podcast. But yeah, if you call me, I help any and every person out. Mm-hmm. True story. It's a true story. Sheree, always a pleasure. It's always different to get to do it in this style. This was fun. I think we should probably do it again. Um, I look forward to seeing you uh, the next time we get together. All righty. See you soon. All right. Thanks, dude. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers, plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Lab Coat Agents Podcast.